And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Today's podcast brought to you about, brought to you by, I should say, about golf simulators. You can see the beautiful about golf simulator in the backdrop here as we continue to put the studio together one piece at a time. I've got refrigerators, cabinets, all over the place and boxes here as they're going to be building uh, the new set slash bar here over the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully everybody had a great Memorial day weekend. Sorry that we were not on the air on a Monday with the family at Amelia Island played this little course called little Sandy. It was phenomenal. 10 par threes, quite the experience. So that was fun. And of course, thank you to all of the, uh, for those men and women that have served this great co- country, giving us our freedom as we now look ahead to the memorial. Oh, oh, almost forgot. Sam Burns, you know, he's an automatic bet here on the Stripe Show podcast. So guess who got his fourth win on Sam Burns right here, 28 to one. My boy, Sam Burns does it again. Uh, he's in the field. As we uh, look ahead, well, no, he's not in the field this week. I don't think Sam Burns is in the field this week. I will get to it here in a second. Joining me, a new guest here on Tuesday. Uh, he's a sports betting manager at Bet Sports, Ryan Newen. How are you doing? I'm good, Travis. I love that you're a Sam Burns guy because he is oh, yeah. a he's a guy that I I think it's really important. Like he just sometimes you see a skill set and you anchor to it, um, and then sometimes it can cost you a little bit of money until they get there. But that happened to me a couple of years ago with Sam Burns. He was just an auto bet for me, and yep. then he finally started to pay off. So good to see him continuing to find the winner's circle. He's yeah, he's we're on the yeah, we're on the upside with Sam Burns. You know, he's um we've been telling Sam Burns a long time when he turned professional. Uh, I know his coach very well, Brad Poland, and he's done a terrific job with him. And, you know, I just look at Sam, I'm like, look, this kid has the the modern game and he's longer than average off the tee. He's a great iron player. And when he makes putts, he makes putts that positive four and positive five strokes in putting. So like, to me, that's the recipe. You can overlook deficiencies around the short game in today's PGA tour. Sam's not a great short game player, but you know, his, his irons are so good. And when he putts well, like he did last week, positive five, like he did at Valspar, positive 5.2. He's got win equity. He's not afraid to win. Sign me up. So, yeah, big Sam Burns fan. And uh, 65 on Sunday, the field came back to them. And sometimes you win like this. But let me ask you this, Ryan, before we get into the moral. I mean, this is back-to-back weeks, seven shots back to come back to win. Wow. You got to watch on Sundays now all the way through because you just never know what's going to happen. I think there's a good lesson in there. I don't want to be too like reactive to the two events that we saw, but I think that oftentimes, especially when you have someone like Scotty at the top, who mm-hmm. is like basically even odds. And we obviously know what Scotty's done on this calendar year so far, just to not lay that much juice on the favorite. Just, mm-hmm. just try, if you're looking to get down on live stuff on a Sunday or even on a Saturday, you know, look for some, if there's a tea time advantage, because that course played significantly different. And I was actually a little worried about, about that for Sam when he came back out because the course in the afternoon for the playoff was very different than what he finished in and got in the clubhouse in. So look for those opportunities where you can get down the board a little bit. Guys like Sam that have legit win equity if something were to happen and the field kind of collapses. Uh, instead of laying like, you know, even odds or you're laying mm-hmm. juice on, on Scotty at that time. So, you know, look to get back into the live betting board 
with guys who can win and can prove themselves and, you know, can get you some plus money and make it worth it. There are 125s, Travis, on Sam on Sunday morning. I mean, that's incredible. Wow. That is incredible. You know, that golf course just continues to impress Colonial, you know, all this distance debate stuff. And here's Colonial 7,050 yards. (laughs) It's amazing. That rough is just really unusual. I was talking with Tim Tucker, who was on the bag for Adams Vince, and he was talking about how it was a little damp early and the ball was coming off a little sluggish. You don't get those, those hot flyers as much as when you do when that Bermuda dries out. And he says like, it can be upward and it can be upwards in that 20 yard range of having to manage how that ball is going to come off the face. And of course you put a little wind on that golf course, smaller greens, and it just plays tough. And yet you have these players showing up and I know I'm talking to someone. They're like, man, I, I go out there, I play this course. I feel like I should shoot 66 in my sleep. And somehow I shot 72. Yeah. You know, so it just, it stood the test of time. It's a little quirky, but it's a good spot. You know, it's still a really good spot. Now they have to come over here to the Memorial Mirfield village, beautiful place. We know that star studded field. I can't believe Sam Burns is not here. I just assume he would be here. But Sam Burns is not here, so I'll have to figure out someone else to bet. (laughs) Um, And now they go to this rough where it's that, you know, gnarly kind of rough. It's penal, but they get a little more of a cush here. The collection areas are, are, there's not a lot that are kind of, um, you know, shaved down collection areas that we've seen in the past few weeks. Um, These will be in the rough. So they got to really throw the ball up in the air. They've got to use trajectory and less spin around the greens. And it's just another test. When you look at this golf course, Mirfield, what are some things that you're looking at that are important to you to find a winner or a sleeper this week? Yeah, I think you made some good points there too. I think we need, um, we have big old fairways, right? You can land a plane on some of these things. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty wide, but at the same time you have some really very difficult par fours. So you have to have guys that can really score on par five. So it isn't necessarily going to be there. And two, you see a lot of guys and you kind of look at winners in the past. We've had a couple of outliers back in like the Lynn Murth, uh, you know, you know, middle of the, 2015s or so dirt McGirt dirt McGirt right (laughs) otherwise it's a pretty star-studded at least where those guys were at the time it's pretty much top of the board winners Mm -hmm. you know it does play itself out similar to a major so um, I want guys that can avoid bogeys I want some solid par four scoring kind of manage those see if you can actually get your scoring down on the par fives Um, we have a pretty sizable bucket of approach shots from 175 to 200 so I'm looking you know pretty good proximity scoring from that range um and like you said the the, we've had so many variations of around the green over the last few weeks and this week is going to be different it's going to play more uh of that traditional thicker around the green not those runoffs um because these are really small greens i believe they're like seventh smallest on the tour um so that could be challenging too especially when you're coming from the rough so guys that can manage those par fours take advantage of those par fives um avoid those big blow-up numbers that can come from uh from missing the fairway but again it's just tee to green, right? It is like we say that every week, but like this is one of those places when you just look historically what those guys are ranking in the top 10 here at the end of the week, they are dominant tee to green. Yeah, strokes gain tee to green. That's going to be um, a big statistic here. And when you think of strokes gain tee to green, well, you think of John Rom. although this is a different John Rom this year than we saw last year. And right now, as we come on, he is the favorite. As I look at DraftKings Sportsman, he is the favorite at eight to one. 
there's got to be a little bit of sting in there still yet. I mean, this is a year away now. He comes walking off the green after Saturday and they're like, Hey John, come here, man. I got to tell you something. Um, you tested positive for COVID and you can't play on Sunday. And he had a six shot lead. He's got to come on. He's got to have a little bit of fire. Doesn't he in his belly coming into this week? You would expect, I mean, and how can you not? He, he, he handled that really well. I think we yeah. would have seen that go very differently, maybe two, three years prior um, with the way that Rom would sometimes show himself on the course, which is okay too. Like at the end of the day, anyone that's, and I know that golf is a, gentleman's game and all if you're competitive in any sport at any time like hey i just never bothered me that someone got really heated when something went wrong like he wasn't threatening other players or like he's not throwing clubs per se i don't mind that he plays and shows a little bit of emotions on his sleeve the thing that i'm interested here travis to get your opinion on is a lot's been made of the putting because when you look at tita green he's still john rom he still checks all the boxes he's elite in any 24 rounds 50 rounds 100 rounds you're still going to find john rom at or near the top of the board the around the green stuff has been a challenge for him this year which has been interesting it's not necessarily been a a problem for him historically but when you look over the last little bit that's kind of been the problem you look over the last three months first off the tee uh, he's actually 16 tee the green but a big part of that he's he's 76 around the green and we were talking before we got on about how around the green can be a little noisy because of the variations of it Um, do you think that there's something there do you think that there's um, you know, this can be an easy fix for him because um, that's been a little bit of a problem for him. Again, just the short game has been is off, not just on the putting side, but he's not been leaving himself those those close birdie um, putts or, or, you know, close tap-ins for par. Yeah, you know, I think it's a valid question. And when I see a player have the slump with the putter, I don't get too worried, right? Because right. we know that, look, you play golf long enough, you're going to have stretches where the ball's just not going in the damn hole. And it's frustrating and you have to keep playing. So like I look at John Rahm and some of the, the struggles with the putter, I'm like, all right, you know, like it's going to turn around. And, and I feel like, you know, I, I said it many, many times on, on air over the last month and a half. I was like, when that putter turns around, watch out because John Rahm's coming. Now in Mexico, he went up and, and kind of beat up on a weak field. Yeah. Um, but he got the win nonetheless. But the short game is more concerning to me, at least when you start seeing a player like a John Rom, who's having a hard time with the short game and and he's hitting some weird shots that are just like, what just happened there? Like, why did that happen? So clearly now he, he pitched the ball better at the Mexico open. He was positive too. Then he comes back to the PGA and not as clean again, back to negative two and a half. His, his, his approach game wasn't that good. He made the cut finish 48. So I'm still a little worried about John Rom with the short game, probably more so than I am the putting perhaps the putter. Sometimes you'll see some frustration leak into other parts of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw that with, with Spieth. We've seen it with Ricky Fowler. Um, you know, where all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm working on this part of my game in the full swing. And then all of a sudden you lose the strength, which was Ricky Fowler's putting, which was Jordan Spieth's putter. So it takes a while to get back to that. I think he'll work through it, but I just, my point going into this week, I don't think it's the same John Rom right now at eight to one. That's uh, the problem, um, Travis. We're not yeah. getting a discount to find out. No, we're not. So that's, you know, I would love to be able to be on the wrong, the right side and just say, listen, I, you know, long-term, this is a guy that I believe is, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to figure it out, but like we're paying the top of the board. And, yeah. you know, if he was sliding back a little bit, even into, you know, say the Cantley range or, you know, there are some lower numbers on Xander. 
um, that would make a little bit more sense. But we're playing paying the premium price for him because um, I think a lot of people want to buy into that narrative of that you know slight revenge factor against the course, I guess, um, and against you know what happened to him here last year. So um, I'm cheering for him because I love when he's on. He's incredible to watch, but not at eight yeah. to one. Yeah, not at eight to one. And then you go to ten to one at Patrick, who of course ended up winning um after john and and i think with patrick there's some rough waters right now it's not so much with the short game it's it's more with the approach game i thought at rbc hit the ball much better finished second then he goes to uh the pga championship and misses the cut i don't think patrick cantley is exactly on full form right now as well so when i look at rom and cantley on top i'm kind of mm, i think i'm gonna pass and then we continue down to mcelroy at 11 Shoffley at 16, Morikawa at 18. I tried to get on, I tried to jumpstart the train a little bit last week with Morikawa to no avail. Mm-hmm. And then Hovland at 21. And you would think um, as good as the ball striker that he is, perhaps he would have a bigger win than he does. Now I know he's got three wins, but all kind of, you know, that second tier type yeah. tournament. Hovland's looking for that win with a good field. Now, historically, Ryan, this tournament, has done that. Catley kind of put away his first big field here. Um, so maybe Hovland, there's some juice there where he can come in and get his first really big win against a great field. But I look up top there, nothing really is like hitting me in the face saying, I'm going to bet that. Yeah, I'm the same. Actually, my starting my card a little bit down the board from where we are now. Um, you can sell me on any of these guys, and that makes sense every week, right? They are literally the top of the board for a reason. The Cantley stuff, I was with you. Uh, I thought maybe we saw a turnaround with how he played at RBC and how we played at Zurich and then just absolutely couldn't get it going with the irons at the, uh, at Southern Hill. So disappointing there. There's some talk about, you know, Colin small course history between the work day and, and what he's done here at the Memorial around like the power fade and, you know, Jack had a power fade and his design is to play that way. And that is Colin's game. Um, it hasn't been great. He hasn't been, I mean, still Colin Morikawa. So like his, baseline from an approach standpoint is still significantly above field average, but he hasn't been just this electric dynamic, even like a guy like Zalatoris who's a little bit further down the board. Like he's been lacking a little bit there. And we know the short game struggles with, with Morikawa too, Mm -hmm. who definitely profiles like Sam Burns, right? We don't need him to like putt well all the time, but sometimes Morikawa has these spiked weeks putting wise. And then if he's himself T to green, he's obviously he's going to win basically Uh, him and like JT. I always feel like, Man, they have spike putting weeks. They are going to win the event. So I'm with you. Like there's reasons to, you can justify any of them, but none of them jump out. as like, man, I, I can't miss on that guy this week. <laughs> Haymaker coffee company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee, to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles and have the give it all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker coffee only roast top quality specialty grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard and play hard, we have your coffee right here. <laughs> right. Hey, you're just not too excited. I mean, and you know, the other thing too, and I talked about this last week, like Morikawa, Hoblin, like these guys aren't playing. So I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt too. They've only played four times in the yeah. last two months you know because they've got a little a big summer coming up and you know obviously the race at the end with the fedex cup and all that so um gosh but morikawa does feel like he's slipping a little bit with the flat stick i mean it is it has not been good um but it can wake up in a hurry and when it wakes up we know where he where he goes 
from there. It's interesting. Um, Morikawa kind of fits that mold to some degree, right? Like we were talking about earlier, like great iron player, a little clunky around the greens, but he has his great putting weeks. And when he has his great putting weeks, he wins. And it's kind of what the tour is. And Sam Burns, you know, kind of fits into that mold as well. I'm waiting on Hovland. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting on Victor. I don't know if this is the place for him to put a good field away. I do think he's going to have to lean on that short game. I do think that Kush will help Victor though. When you start talking about the different types of short game shots, I feel like the situations around these greens will be better for him based off his technique and what he's trying to do versus those tighter types of lies that you'll see at other venues. So I tend to kind of go that way a little bit more with Victor this week. And I, and I think probably by the time they tee it up, I will have probably sprinkled a little bit on Vic up top here. And if I had to go a second, I think I would go Macaro. I just can't get myself to play Xander to win anymore. I just, I'm kind of no. at the point where I've just lost faith in Xander putting tournaments away. Am I wrong? No, I don't. I, it, so that's the problem is like, you know, he is that caliber of player, right? Cause he's just, he's always around. He is just an automatic top 20. It feels. And that's kind of actually been his draw here. He has four straight, I think T18s are better. Uh, I don't think he's really ever tasted any Sunday smoke. Like he's not really ever in it. Sometimes those are going to be back doors, yep. but uh, gosh, I mean, when you run any statistical modeling this week, he, he's like popping at the like very, very top because he checks all the boxes. He's yeah. obviously incredible from this range. He is great on this putting surface. Uh, he has you know, no real falls in his short game. Um, everything is, is really nice for Xander. Yeah. Where do I have him? He's incredible off the tee. We're gonna have a lot of sand here. I think that can be pretty noisy statistically. I don't give it a lot of weight very often, but he's, you know, top five yeah. in sand saves. Uh, over the last 50 rounds in this field. So, you know, there's just no holes in the game. But again, like there is something to be said that we can't put into a model around what happens on Sunday when it's close. Um, and he's not really ever there very often for like yeah. an elite player. Like we don't really have a lot of like Xander in the final group where Xander's in the mix and he's at the top of the board come Sunday morning before things get started. So he's probably more safe for me for a top 20 play than, you know, even at shorter odds than really laying, you know, whatever 17, 18 on him to win. Yeah, it's... Gosh, I, you know, with, with Xander, it's, it's, I, I hate to say this. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's like, I feel like he's the most overrated, great skill set player that we have in the game. And he gets a lot of, um, he gets a lot of praise from his, from his colleagues, you know, and how great of a player he is. And I know he's what he's won four times, I believe. Yeah. I think he's won four times and you know, it's weird to say he's won four times in the PGA tour, but when you, when you compare it to what his skill set is in his statistics, it's like, this is a dude that should have won seven, eight, nine times. I know it's hard to win on the PGA tour. I get that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just doesn't add up for me. And I always tend to kind of just brush by now. If Xander was staring at me at 35 to one, that's a different conversation. <laughs> totally agree. That's a good, it's a great point though. Those, these, these things matter because yeah, I think it's important for listeners to know, like, and then people do it differently, but like, there's a reason you can't just fire off or you probably shouldn't just fire off multiple plays at the top of the board. Um, you know, the way that I structure outrights is basically to win X amount. And I'm trying to structure it that way. So like I'm trying to get to that dollar amount to win. 
that makes it very expensive to then bet, bet three guys that are at the top of the board at 25 oh, yeah. or under. So, you know, it just is really hard to, to justify that. So him winning at Zurich and winning the Olympics is like the most Xander thing ever because they, they almost don't oh, yeah. count. Uh, and that's like, that could not be more prototypical Xander because there's no real like major field events and, yep. you know, a team events. It's like, gosh, yep. it's like I, you I totally said, the skill sets there. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with the skills. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Tour championship. I mean, it's a tour championship, but it's 30 players. Correct. All right. Yeah. So, you know, Rory, we'll move on here to the next tier, but I think I, I could, I could go with Rory a little bit. I think his, I think his iron game is really coming on. Um, I think his putting is always kind of Rory S like a little better than what he's getting credit for. Um, so I, I'll probably go Hovland a little bit up top trying to push him across the finish line with a, with, with a big win, but I, I may just do a little Rory as well. But as we, as we work down now, there's Shane Lowry at 20. There's Cameron Smith at 22. Um, there's Jordan Spieth at 22, who hasn't had a ton of success here. There's Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's speaking of skill sets would have to be top three right now. I would think this year in the world at 25, although he doesn't have that win on us soil to go with it. Matsuyama at 28. And then there's, we'll stop at Willie Z um, at 30. And you think about, gosh, this could be a really good spot for Willie Z. Couldn't it? Travis, I don't know about you. I, I think every spot is a good spot for <laughs> Willie Z. I have such a hard time not betting him. I it's only Tuesday. Uh, I have, you know, 48 hours before it starts off and I don't have Willie on my card yet. And I already have like FOMO. I could still bet him if I want to. So like, I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Like I want to kind of, like we talked about with, with Sammy Burns, like this is just a player that I want to be long on. I think that there's the, the, the game is the most predictable parts of the game. The iron play, the ball striking, he is absolutely elite in i don't care that he's you know 25 or he is you know barely a year on tour and you know i'll continue to fire at him on in big field major events and i don't care that he hasn't won detroit or you know the john deere like it doesn't i i know that this cake can go out and win and obviously a lot of people first of all the networks need to stop like zooming in on willie putting i don't need to see his putter just his putter it's not fair to him within five feet zoom outs um because but even like he's such an he seems like a really good lag putter like he from from distance he seems really solid i think he's just not super confident super close but i think again young kid the skill set is predictable um i will probably bet on him i will because i will have massive fomo to not have him <laughs> but i took two shots the guys that you mentioned a couple euros that have both been playing really well i took lowry um, and I already bet on Matthew Fitzpatrick as well. Yeah. Um, I, I just love their fits for this place. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like Fitzpatrick a lot in this middle group. God, it feels like he, he's going to put one of these away soon. Um, you know, Cameron Smith has not played good here at all. This has not been a good spot for him. Um, certainly off the tee. I mean, it's not like really tight, but yeah, that driver's probably been in a little bit of trouble here um, with Cameron Smith. Um, I said speed hasn't had a great deal of success. I mean, okay. Right. He, you know, he's been in the top 20 here. Um, you know, Willie Z it's interesting. Um, I talked to his coach, Josh Gregory at length, um, today, this morning before we jumped on and Willie Z's ball striking speaks for itself. We all know that it's his iron game is ridiculous. Um, I think his short game is, is fine. Mm -hmm. 
I think his putter is getting better and better. I've been one that's been kind of saying, look, I get it inside five feet. The anxiety hits, you see the putter head do its thing. And that's, it's really unfortunate. And you hope that he can continue to overcome that. Outside of that, it's really good. I thought it was the best he putted. I've ever seen him putt at PGA. Josh thought there was a couple other events where he putted better. Um, but nonetheless, it's getting better. And, and Will is, is really becoming more confident over and over as he continues to put himself in the hunt. He made the big putt to get into the playoff. That was a huge moment for him. Mm-hmm. So I think it is getting better. And I think he will put one of these away here really, really soon. And I'm with you. I will probably be on Will at 30 to one because you just feel like it's coming, right? I mean, if you had to pick who gets it first, Fitzpatrick or Will, I think it's Will. I think it's Will on that one. That's, I think uh, that's fair. Because I, I also, the thing with Will too, is like once he gets it, the 30s are gone, Travis. We yeah. won't see him ever again. Right. He'll open like that's Xander. True. He'll open in the high teens. He'll open at 20. And then we'll have to make the decisions of like, okay, is like we get to Morikawa at times. Like, Is Morikawa an auto bet at 20 or above? That's what's going to happen with Zalatoris. We'll stop seeing the 30s because when he's going to win, he'll probably win one of these events. He's going to win a, a strong field event because he's that caliber of player. So I, I like to see that too. I like how he his composure on the weekend at Southern Hills I thought was impressive to watch with you know the, the weather getting wonky and the putting. Again, like yes, he's sometimes he's you look over the last couple of months, losing strokes, but like losing less and less every yeah. week. And again, yeah. like we have to give credit for those gains. And we don't need him to be an above average putter because the, the ball striking is so far above yep. you know a, a tour average player and even a lot of these guys at the top of the board so yeah i mean just a guy i want to continue to buy in on it's, it's incremental gains right it's incremental gains and and that's what it is and what you're seeing is I, gosh i hope i hope that little weird inside reroute goes away and that anxiety calms down because that's all it is from inside you know four or five feet he doesn't do it on the longer putts he doesn't do it on the putting green at all <clears throat> his his stroke is mint when you look at it outside of that. Um, so hopefully he can, he can work through that if he does. And the anxiety just continues to suppress watch out because if he's positive zero, if he's positive 0.5 putting it's over, right? It's Cause over. he's, he, he's gonna, he's gonna win. Now I'll go with will over um, Matthew Fitzpatrick, but I made the statement Earlier in the year, I said, I think Cameron Young will win before Will Zalatoris. Now, I was almost proved wrong at the PGA, but when I, 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 there was two guys coming into the season here that I thought would follow the Sam Burns track. Longer than average off the tee, great iron players, and they're going to have good putting weeks, right? You can look past the short game. Cameron Young was one of them. Mito Pereira was the other, Hmm. both coming off the, the nationwide. Mito won three times. Cam Damner won three times in a row. And it's like, okay, here's two guys, like 300 plus off the tee. They kind of keep it in front of them. And then they iron just go to work. Like their irons go to work. And then all of a sudden there's positive four putting, right? And like, they're going to have a chance to win. And we almost saw it with Mito. And we've almost seen it now with Cameron Young. How about these last three events? Wow. Uh, third, second, and third. My goodness. Cameron Young, 40 to one. I have to bet it. I have to bet it at 40 to one. He's also there with Horschel at 40, Homa at 40, Mito's coming in at 45, Neiman at 45. And then you've got Adam Scott and Bradley at 50. Oh, I skipped over Sungjae. He's in the field as well this week at 35. 
I'll sign me up for, for Cameron Young. Look at the other events too. Like you referenced the top three, but look early in the season, like second at, uh, at the Riv. Like, you know, he, these are big boy golf courses mm-hmm. against elite fields. Like he came in and was just like, no, I, this is where I belong. Um, this is, it doesn't matter. We're not playing weak field events and, and, you know, putting those top fives on the board against those types of crowds. I had him at 80, uh, you know, Southern Hills went really well, had him at 80, so we, you know, and then had Zalatoris and JT. So like nice. it was, it got to be a really nice, that's just, yeah. Yeah. I've been on the wrong side of playoff golf so many times, Travis, <laughs> and then have that be the final was, was incredible. But yeah, there's look at, there's no holes in, in Cam Young's game. He's also incredible around the green. Mm-hmm. Like we keep talking about these spike putting weeks. If these guys, these are the predictable skills. And then we let the variance play itself out. And if we get on the right side of it with these putting weeks, boom, these 40 to one winners are, are very easy to cash. So long and straight plays really well anywhere. And Cam Young seems to have that checked in spades. And uh, even though we're looking at half the number he was a couple of weeks ago at Southern Hills, 40 is still a great number. So anything yep. at or above 40, I think he is in play. I took two shots here. Okay. Uh, I also bet on Homa again, we think a long straight when we think of like Riv, I think of what we had at TPC Potomac a couple weeks ago where, you know, you can get into that rough and it gets penal around the green for Homa can be a problem. But again, similar to the guys we talked about at the top of the board, doesn't really matter if you're striping the irons and you keep finding the fairways. So um, my hope is that that continues for Homa. who's another guy that just he has that win equity. And I think he feels like he belongs in that top tier and is continuing to ascend and, and put himself in that spot. And I really like what we're seeing from Sanjay. Um, I bet him at 40. I thought that that was a really good number. I'm not surprised it moved to 35. Again, fairways. Um, you know, the short game has been a little rough, especially putting as, as of late. But again, as we've talked about, I'm kind of pulling that out for the most part. I think a guy will end up working towards his baseline. We want these spike weeks. T to green Sanjay has been pretty terrific. Was mm-hmm. uh, really good last week at Colonial. So want to get on on that number. Uh, and then I'm going to add Cam Young because I, I can't not like Cam Young and Will are just, you know, those those Wake Forest boys are just fun to watch. And uh, I think you're going to be in the 20s for a very long time here. So when we can get 30s and 40s on them, we should take them. I agree. Um, you know, it's like Cam's never played here before. So, you know, not a lot of experience. I get that. But, you know, again, you know, Lingworth won here, McGirt won here. It's a different age with these guys coming in. Um, so uh, that doesn't scare me with with Cameron Young and his skill set, I think you make a valid point. His short game is better than average yeah. as well. He's a real deal. I mean, Cameron Young is the real deal. And he, look, he, he's put, he, he's not afraid. None of these guys are afraid, but I, I think Cameron Young is like not afraid. That dude. I think yeah. I think that there's difference though, right? There are like <laughs> yeah. guys that feel like I'm, this is where I'm going. Yeah. Right? And I'm going there now. I'm not going there in a few years. He, yeah. He's confident. And you know, when Brooks Kepka shot the course record up there at what Beth page black, he, he broke Cameron Young's course record as a junior golfer. Like this dude is ready to go right now. So I, I like Cameron Young here at 40. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting with Homa. I think that PGA championship was big for him. He needed to compete in a major championship. Yep. And he did there. He was sixth here last year. I think that's one that d- deserves a look here as well. And you know, Homa, you know, he's kind of, he's got a little like that Patrick Reed in him when he gets near the lead, you know, it's puts you away. Like you're going to have to go beat him. Yep. Um, So I think that's another interesting one. I'm going to pass towards the bottom. A lot of heart for Mito last week. Um, 
to, to get into the top. I think he finished in the top 20. He ended up rallying in the top 20 last week. I'm sure he was exhausted after the PGA. Keegan Bradley's playing better. He's at 50. Corey Connors at 60. You probably worry a little bit about his short game here. Davis Riley, I think, is showing a lot of game is late at 60 yep. to 1. Daniel Berger's game is going the other way. He's at 60. Seamus, 60. Leishman, there's Reed at 65. I was talking with McGregor, Josh Gregory, who coaches Patrick Reed. We had, you got to listen to it. It's, on, it's all launching on Thursday. And I asked him, I said, what Reed was working on in his swing when he went to Ledbetter and shutting that face more coming down, his speed went down off the tee and his short game started to go the other way. And I thought to myself, I was like, hmm, man, I don't know. Like that, getting that club face more shut coming down, as good as Reed is, you start messing with that club face with better players, man, you're messing with the DNA. And I think it took a little bit. I, th- I think it set Reed back a little bit. I really do. And I think the last two weeks, he's finally – He's kind of gotten back to his roots and he's now starting to move forward. I wouldn't be surprised to see Reed compete this week either. Yeah. He was spraying off the tee for a solid couple months. And that was just, he didn't give himself a shot. And we you know sometimes he's hard to handicap because, you know, some of how Cam Young is to get it done. And even like a Matthew Fitzpatrick and, you know, before this year, uh, there's just some magic beans to it where we, it's typically, the least predictable, the least sticky skill set. It's, you know, the around the green stuff and the hot potting weeks. Um, but yeah, he took himself out of it. And it's good to see what he's been doing of late. I think he puts himself back in the mix. Um, I, I know some smart people that are on Reed this week at 65, which I I get. That's a good number for Reed with the way he's trending. So uh, betting long-term on that form and hoping that he has turned the corner, you know, switch back to a different driver um, and maybe he can get hot again and continue to keep himself in the fairway. Yeah, fifth last year, tenth the year before. So he's he knows he how to get around this. Place. Yeah, he's you know tough tracks yeah. like like uh, you know like the farmers or stuff like that. He he knows where he's where he's at his best. I've made I've uh, I've made that bet. So I'm I'm on Reed um, at sixty five. Anybody else in there you like? I mean, Seamus Power obviously now is starting to elevate his name um, into the next level. Or Davis Riley does he keep it going this week? Kucher. He's won here, 75. He, his yep. head's above water. He's playing some good golf. Perhaps a top 20 for Kucher this week could be a relatively good play. It's not the same Tringali as we were seeing last year at 80. Alex Noren at 80. Abraham Answer at 80. I can't really I can't really wrap my arms around Abraham Answer either. That's that's one that I just can't get right. Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give it all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. No, and I, I thought last week was such a good place for him in that, you know, the history is not great, but when you look at, if you're trying to like match a skill set to a course, it feels like answer and colonial, like fit just with, you know, fairway finders and, you know, when his irons were really good, we hadn't seen much from him, but the irons were really good at Southern Hills. So I thought maybe we were turning a corner and he just couldn't get it done and, you know, missed the cut on the number, I think, and not a great week for him. So yeah, he's off the board. So my next guy that I can't get off of, this is my, okay. my bad Willie Z, I would say, which is not fair to this, this young, uh, young guy. 
I, I'm so pot committed, Travis, to Aaron Wise. I just bet him every week blindly. I want to buy into the skill sets. Uh, I know the putting is very similar. We get into these issues with Aaron with, with the putting. But again, the tee to green skill set long term is something I really want to buy into. And he's been better of late. And again, I, anytime he's anytime he's 80, especially in a, in a deep field like this, I, do I think he's going to win the Memorial in this type of field? No. I'm just pot committed because I need to, I can't have him on Sunday be in the mix and I have no pre-tournament Aaron wise. Uh, it's more of a brand thing for me at this point, unfortunately, but uh, I just want to continue to buy in him long-term because I think that there's a lot of skill there. He's ninth last year. Yeah. See, here we go. And he putted well. So that's, that, that's all you need to hear, right? That's all we need to hear. <laughs> Cause Tita Greeny has been pretty good. When you look at the lot, I mean, he checks a lot of the boxes, um, you know, it's really just the putting when you look at kind of the, you know, the big bright marks on his, uh, on his recent form. So, you know, strokes in approach, I have him 10th in the last 50 rounds in this field. Like that's really good. Yeah. Really good from the key proximity of 175 to 200. He's in the top 20 there. So you know, we're going to have some long par threes. He, I have him eighth in proximity over 200 yards. So like these are the skill sets that I think are sticky and predictable. And if we can get some of the other things that are more variant uh, going our way, Aaron Wise is a look that I make pretty much every week. His putting's trending too. We, we talk about Will Zaltoris. I think you put Aaron Wise in that. His putter is getting better. He went back to that long putter yep. um, that he had a lot of success with in college. And four of uh, three of his last four events, he's been positive in strokes gained putting, including positive 4.9 at the PGA. So that's that, that had to feel good. The last yep. time we see him, he was just under five positive. He had to feel like, wow. Can I do that again? Right. Yeah. So if he does that again here with your, those skill sets that you're talking about. He will be in the top 20. Yep. So yeah, he's probably for the listeners, you know, maybe not uh, wise to tail the wise outright, but a, you know, a finishing position, bet's probably a, a better look. Mm, interesting group here. I, 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 um, I need to spend a little more time. I think right through here, I was trying to pull up uh Davis Riley here real quick and Davis Riley and Aaron wise have the same full swing coach, Jeff Smith. And you look at Riley, you've got four top 13 finishes in the last four weeks and an approach game that is really improving. I mean, yeah. Big time games here for Davis Riley last two weeks, positive 6.4 and 7.7. Um, a guy that normally off the tee will keep it in front of him. I think you're seeing really some improvement here with the iron game. I think he's a better than average short game player. And he's put together some, obviously some, some good putting weeks as well. And, and a couple of those spikes that I really like to see, I love to see the positive six, seven once in a while, you know, just jump in there. Yeah. Davis Riley is, is an up and comer. I, I talked about him a lot yeah. earlier in this year. I, um, I know his coach really well. And I, I was up at Hilton head and I was watching him hit balls. And I, I, I've always said to people, look, when you like Davis Riley has an absolute terrific golf swing and going into the season, you look at him statistically and you kind of watch how he was going along. You're like, man, those stats don't match what I'm looking at. It's almost like if you, it's like a cookie cutter swing. Like if you could like oh, say, yeah, yeah. yeah it's as pure as could be, there is no yeah. waste in it. It's a beautiful swing. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. And in that week that I sat there and watched him for like a half hour, he lost 7.4 um, approach. 
And like, I remember saying, I'm thinking like um, these stats coming in, you know, negative two, negative one, negative, man, what am I watching? Like, and then since that time in the last three weeks, just a damn heater. I don't know. Yeah. He's been dialed in. It's dialed in. Yeah. It's that's the problem is that it's the number for me is just a little too short in comparison to the guys around him. But again, maybe we just, you know, like form is, is fickle and we don't know when it starts or ends, but he's definitely in whatever form is right now. So, you know, yeah, you might be paying a little bit of a shorter number, but again, like, do you want to be betting him at, you know, 80 when he's out of form? I'd probably rather take him, you know, in the 40, 50 range when he is in form. So uh, you can definitely make a case that you want to just continue to bank on his recent form and his iron play, which has been just, that's what matters here, right? Travis, we talked about at the top, like that's the, that's what we want to dial in on. So that's, that's the most predictable skill set, And he's, he's got it in spades right now. Yep. So burger, um, He's kind of lost to Potter a little bit. I, you know, he's, he's just doesn't look, he's not the same version of himself right now. There's something going on with Berg. I don't know if it's injury related or what, um, but the Potter has been chilly. Yeah. Uh, it's tough for me too. Cause I'm a burger guy. I love, yeah, I just, especially down the board like this, but yeah, I think there's something there. Um, it's just not, I, it's not enticing enough for me to pay the price for it. So how far can we stretch it? Siwoo 80, Ryan Palmer 80. I, I, I've won some money on Chris Kirk this year. My goodness, has he been good to me? So yeah, you, um, you mentioned 20. actually my only my only bomb, and I got him at 125 uh, okay. with, with Siwoo. Siwoo, okay. Um, you got him at 125. 125. Wow. And yeah, I mean, look, you know, if you want to play into course history, just back-to-back T18s here. I think he had an 18 and a ninth last year. Again, like if you look at the statistics, the putter can be all over the place, but we do have these weeks where he'll gain four to five. Um, the approach play is really nice. He is accurate off the tee. Um, he can turn up the distance when he needs to. He seems to like this place. He can navigate around the green too. So again, if I'm just looking at strokes and tee to, tee to green and some ball striking stuff, I think Siwoo makes a ton of sense. And part of it was just an egregious number at 125. So I have no problem with the finishing position bet for him. You know, now that, you know, that's kind of back down to the 80 range. I just think he's, I think he seems to like this place. And we see who seems to be a guy that maybe has courses. You know, we have, we talk about that with Bubba a lot. They're just, you know, Bubba tracks and maybe see tends to be a guy here in this next swing that just has these courses that fit his eye and he shows up well, no matter the form, because the form hasn't been great. I mean, not great at uh, Byron Nelson, you know, T60, mostly due to the putter at Southern Hills. But again, he gained like almost six on approach and he was great around the green there too. So I uh, see is a, is a great finishing position bet. Yeah. Yeah. One twenty five. That's a, that's a no brainer on Siwoo. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Palmer, I mentioned 80 Chris Kirk playing good golf right now. Really good golf. He's so solid. Yeah. yeah. He is really, he's really played well. I mean, you know, there's Ricky at a hundred. He's, you know, historically old Ricky. He's, he's played well here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it looks to be better. Like, I don't know that he's yeah, bettable for me, little. but like we seem to be turning at least a little bit of a corner. I don't know. It's, it's make the cut Ricky, right? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where we're at. If you want to tell yourself a story down the board, I think it gets really hard again. Like, wow. Ah, I know those numbers just jump out. You're like, well, <laughs> what, do I, what do I do with Bryson? If he's, you know, if he commits, but uh, I, Keith Mitchell is a guy that I think yeah. is, I want to buy into a little bit long-term. I didn't bet him really good par five score. Um, again, if he can, you know, manage the blow up numbers, I think Keith is, is interesting uh, for me though. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Siwoo bomb and, you know, maybe add to the top of the board. Cause I just don't know that there's a lot of 
actual win equity. This field is so strong. It Even is. the middle tier, tier is so strong. Yeah. I, I just like, like I'm having a hard time convincing myself top 20 as I kind of get down here, you yeah. know, in, into this group. I don't think you can go much lower. At least I can. I mean, I know there's been a couple bombs that have won. Um, you know, I was on Stuart Sink last week. I thought he was Same. Rhea. Yeah. You know, he goes, he, he, he was cruising and then he goes, bo- then he went double, double. Yeah. When's the last time he, when's the last time he's made back-to-back double bogeys? No, I, I was on him. I thought it was a, actually a great play too. Cause I thought it was such a bad number on him. Cause he yeah. does seem to be over the last handful of years. He also hits it a lot further than people think. Cause he's, you know, old um but he's still bombing people think he's, he's, he's not, not that much older than me but i could sit here on the podcast and call him old but yeah i mean he tends to be a guy that just finds these short little bursts of form uh, like when we saw you know great masters and then goes and wins the next week at uh you know the heritage so like we've seen these weeks and i thought he was a great play last week so yeah you can see these guys like you mentioned cooch that can um you know hang back just find fairways take yeah. you know uh lay back on the par fives and then yep. just put themselves in spots to, to make birdies on those. So those guys can't play here. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the plotter can play like, you don't have to, you don't have to, that's a good point. You don't have to overpower this place. Um, but I do think you made a good point on the fade on the high fade. Yep. Um, I do think that the, the cush around the greens guys are going to go throw the ball up in the air around the greens here, that low skipper one hop stop. You're not going to see a lot of that here. You mentioned the bunkers. They're deep bunkers too. Really, really deep bunkers. You got to really throw the ball up. So when you think of short game around the greens here, I think of guys that are this way, you know, not that flatter type of trajectory, bring it in. And, you know, they're more comfortable with that shot. Yeah. Now, some guys can, can do it all. Others favor one um, or, or the other. You mentioned also strokes in par four. I was looking at last 50 rounds and we'll kind of finish up with this. Cameron Young's number one. Um, you know, Rory, Rom, Cameron Smith, Brian Harmon kind of pops a little bit on some of these things that I'm running. Hovland, Lowry, you mentioned, Mito Pereira, Sungjae, Xander, just kind of going down the top 10 from a strokes gain par four. A lot of 450 plus um, par fours. Guys taking care of the par fives. Bryson, no surprise. Cantley takes care of par fives. Cameron Smith takes care... There's Fitzpatrick, Homa. Wow, Harris English. What is he, 180 to one? What Jeez. a different year makes for that guy. A little injury related there, too. Yeah. Is he, he even playing? Yeah, Harris is in the field. Yep. Jeez. Okay. We is right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Rory. Man, I kind of, you know, Rory's. Yeah. So for me, if I was going the top of the board ish, it's probably Rory. <laughs> But again, that's such a, it's a short number um, for me having a couple in the twenties and then, uh, you know, a couple forties with the Sunjay and Homa. It's just a tough range for me to, to get back into, but um, I'd almost rather take a couple shots and add like a Zalatoris and young versus yep. Rory. Feels like Zal- comes down to me. Feels like Zalatoris going to get his first win this week. I like that. I like the mojo there, Travis. I like mm-hmm. it. You're talking to the coach. There's some good juju here with, with <laughs> I think. It, I think it's yeah. Right. It's, it feels like it's happened that way on the podcast before. That's kind of how we do it. We like to. You, know, you got the player on Wednesday. You got the coach on Thursday, and I think the I think the mojo is coming. And I, I I got good mojo from Gregory too. Like yeah, it's it's getting better, man. It's 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 getting better. It's going to happen. So. And how, and how mature is Will, Will Zaltors? I mean, are you kidding me? You got, on one hand, on one hand, you got Patton Kazire 
bitching about everything about the course and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Right. It's like, you can't win major championships like that, man. You can't yeah. have that attitude. You can't. And then you got Willie Z out there, just like a bulldog, you know, and, and the final round hits it over the green. He's got to take a drop onto the cart path. And he's like, okay, give me a, gets it up and down. It's like, what? Such a boss. Yeah. <laughs> what? <clears throat> and the, the kid is real. I mean, he is a tough competitor and he's got a great attitude. So, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm betting Willie Z too. Damn it. And Even I, the way he handled yeah, the stuff at the farmers, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I, gosh, I mean, that had to have been so hard to have, to have that. And then, you know, these guys have to go and answer questions after and do the media stuff. And it's like, I don't know, you, you could see a little bit, I think in those moments of who they are. Yeah. Um, and, and then be okay. If some of that were to, to, you know, drip in there a little bit and, you know, shown that vulnerability or, you know, um, to be really pissed about it. I'm sure he was because he's a competitor, but yeah, I mean, those things, same thing with Mito last year, you know, a couple weeks ago at Southern Hills, like you just love to see that the, the ability to kind of just rally and have that right mindset. Cause it matters more than any sport. I think having between you know. your ears dialed in, it is such a difficult game. Uh, even if you're striking it well, the ball might not be where you wanted it to be or where you think you should have been. Uh, and you just have to continue to hit the next shot. So I think it really matters what's going on between the ears and, and he seems to have it, which is exciting. Yep. He does have it. And, um, yeah, I, I think I've added him to the card. And, um, so as, as far as I down, I went read at 65. That's as far as I'm going. Yeah. I like read. I like it. I think yeah. I'll probably put him in a finishing position bet. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Memorial Ryan Noonan. I know you got your own show coming up. Tell my audience about it. Yeah, betspurtsgolf.com. You can actually find Betspurts on YouTube page. We have a, a betting show uh, on Tuesday mornings. We have DFS if you are playing on DraftKings or FanDuel on Tuesday afternoon. Lots of uh, free content over there as well. Uh, we currently, because we're actually launching new tools, we're uh, 50% off for the year. It's just $99 for all the cool tools and content we have over at betspurtsgolf.com. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on, man. Stripe Show Podcast. Best of luck this week. Thanks, Travis. All right.